Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Ladies and gentlemen, I think we'll make a start. Thank you very much for coming. I know the food is an alternative attraction. Uh, we'll we'll try and compete with it. Uh, my name is Philip Collins. I'm a columnist on the Times. Uh, thank you very much for coming to the Times Red Box Fringe. For those few of you who don't know what Redbox is, it's the daily email on politics sent out by the Times, assembled by the second wittiest man on the Times, Matt Chorley, uh, and you can find a way of signing up there, thetimes.co.uk forward slash Redbox email, uh, and it's really worth doing. And you could also, if you wanted, buy one of these excellent novelty mugs, which if you can't read the script says, and Jeremy Corbyn clings on, full stop, obviously, full stop. Um, it's an honour to drink. This one? You can have that one, yeah. It's an honour to drink my water from such a fine piece of earthenware. Um, I'm delighted to welcome Jess Phillips to join us uh, here today. Um, I won't flatter you too much and embarrass you too much, although you don't seem to mind. Yeah, <laughs> no, do 20 minutes. Um, but we, 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 when we were thinking, who do we want to to talk to at this event? We thought, well. We could, have, we could stage a fight along the obvious ways. And we thought, well, that wouldn't be very interesting. Instead, let's have someone who's proven herself to be, in a short time as a member of parliament, someone with verve and things to say, uh, not at all scared to depart from a line set by a leadership and, and chart her own course. We thought that'd be a much more interesting conversation. So that's what we're going to try and stage here now for half an hour or so. And then I'll come to you in plenty of time for any questions you want to, to put to Jess. Um, well, let's start with, with here, I suppose. I mean, this is, this is where we are. Um, I suppose it's expected. Everybody gathered here and, and, and assumed this would be the case. But where, where does it leave the Labour Party now? Thank you very much. Next question. <laughs> it, it's incredibly difficult to say uh, where it leaves the Labour Party. I wish I, I, wish I had an answer, but I, just, I, I actually don't have an answer. I think it leaves the Labour Party in a very difficult position um, where we now all have to get back to Westminster in the next few weeks and try and keep going all together. I think that it leaves the Labour Party in a position where we have we have to all, every single one of us, not you know have to back down. And when I say that, I don't mean oh the PLP have to back down as well. Jeremy has to back down on some things as well, um, and J Jeremy and some of his people. No, it's not just him. Um, it it leaves the Labour Party in the same position it was before I set off to come to Liverpool in a conversation with itself and 
So now what we have to do is have, start having a conversation with the people outside of this lovely conference centre in Windy Liverpool. And it's not just a conversation with itself, is it? Because parties sometimes have conversations with themselves where it's quite a nice conversation. It's just very <laughs> insular. This yes. is actually a horrible conversation, which is also insular. Mm-hmm. And I just wonder, you say we go back to Westminster and, and all come together, but is that plausible? No. It's not plausible at the moment. As things currently stand at the moment, it's not plausible. It doesn't. That's not to say it can't be plausible. I absolutely believe it can be plausible. Mostly, actually, when we're in Westminster, it, it becomes fairly routine and actually people do just keep turning up and keep going to the debates and keep fighting for the things that we were always fighting for anyway. Okay, about um, 172 of you have said you've got no confidence in Jeremy Corbyn. Mm-hmm. 71% of the people told her... YouGov poll for the Times that they think Jeremy Corbyn will be a bad Prime Minister. I think that most of those 172 MPs will be numbered amongst that 71%. What could Jeremy Corbyn do to regain your confidence? Well, he has to start doing things rather than just saying things. And I speak completely personally. I'm not speaking in, for the, as a front of any group of MPs or anything. Um, most the pity. Most the pity. Yeah. <laughs> it could be arranged. <laughs> I think that the truth is that the groupings of MPs, it isn't that natural, is the truth. Um, it isn't, there isn't a for and against um, there. But yeah, I mean, in the, it's very, very difficult. I'm going to have to sit in front of TV cameras and as, as I ask the electorate in my constituency to vote for me, and I'm going to have to find a way of coming down from the fact that I had no confidence in him. Um, so, and that is as much his fault as it is ours for, in so, fact, causing all of this. Because you know during an election campaign, somebody is going to ask you, do you think Jeremy Corbyn will be, should be Prime Minister? Mm-hmm. So, do you think Jeremy Corbyn should be Prime Minister? <laughs> Not yet. Not yet. But it's possible... That's that my answer the, today. That's your answer today. I'll obviously give another answer when it comes <laughs> to the time. <laughs> It's what a, I'll say on the doorstep is Jeremy Corbyn's not on the ballot here. It's the, what I said about Ed Miliband. That's... It's interesting. <laughs> I mean, there are various ways of not, not answering that's it in an adept way. And, um, and, but, but obviously, you know very well that when 170 MPs are doing things like that, yeah. um, no, 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 you're voting for Tristram Hunt for Stoke. <laughs> um, we all know what it means. It means no. And that isn't a viable option. Well, it is isn't. It? it isn't. It definitely isn't a viable option. So, if there was an election tomorrow, there is no viable option. However, let's hope. God, let's hope, because I'm just so tired of elections um, <laughs> that we have an election in 2020. And let's see what we can all do, me included, to make it so that Jeremy Corbyn might be a viable option. And. That's not just up to him, that's up to all of us. Do you think it's guaranteed now with this victory that he will fight the election in 2020? Yes. There won't be another attempt to... A rolling attempt, really an annual, annual I'd like election. a summer again. Yeah. I'd like to see my children and, and caravan and in he, peace. He's always been in favour of annual elections for the leader. You could grant him his wish. It's funny that he's not so keen on it now. He's not. <laughs> his wife doesn't look that keen on it either. Um, you think he'll be there for 2020 now? I think so. And beyond, potentially. And beyond? Well, he's just uh, show, showing Minister, himself right? as a man who likes to stick. Mm. <laughs> so you... You think it's possible then that, let's just, just for sake of argument, and I, I won't attribute this to you, that you don't win the next election, mm. um, that Jeremy Corbyn might stay? I think it's possible, yeah. 
So Definitely you feel being, possible. And that leads you to what you said before, there's all sorts of views in the parliamentary party, and I, I gather there are. And there's all sorts of views about how to respond now, aren't there? Because there's all sorts of different tactics that you might, all the way from rejoining the shadow cabinet at one end of the spectrum to setting up something entirely new and having a new mm. party at the other end of the spectrum. Mm -hmm. And there seems to be no consensus amongst the non-Corbynite members of parliament about what to do. That, Would you say, is that a fair, fair assessment, do you think? Fair. That's fair, yeah. And what, what, so what's, what, where do you sit in that spectrum? Do you, let's start at one end. Do you think starting off a new party is a complete fool's errand? I don't know is the answer. I wish that I could... It seems like a fool's errand, doesn't it? And the Labour Party is... Um, is it's not like the Tory party. The Tory party are uniquely placed to care more about power than they care about pretty much anything. And so their tribal loyalties that aren't the same. So I'll meet people whose dad voted Labour, granddad voted Labour, and really like hates the Labour Party now, but will vote Labour because of those things. Um, the Labour Party has a definite brand. We're, we're at 28% in the polls because of the brand yeah. of the Labour Party. That is, you know, at this low ebb, the fact that we could still be there shows that the Labour Party has a definite brand. Um, and so it does seem like a fool's errand. And what you, we forget as well is that in our local communities, we're not talking about Westminster, my Labour Party and my local community is nothing like... It's nothing like this sort of idea that is is out there as being all this this fractions. These like, like Enid, like she like she, she cross stitches me things, <laughs> you know. I mean, the idea that I would leave her hmm. is a painful thought. Although I'm losing her in the boundary, I'll, Enid will be a great loss. Right. Um, but. Take her with you. Oh, I'm genuinely thinking I'm going to just gerrymander it yeah. so that I just get Enid's road. We've got two. Um, of the... <laughs> I bloody love Enid. Well, you could take Enid with you. We've got we've got two of the gang of four. We've got Jess, Enid. <laughs> Enid we just need come two with more. Me. She would definitely come. Um, but um, so I think that it's very difficult because those people are lots of them are tribally labour and. Mm that it's hard to walk away from that it is hard yeah. and because we are not uniquely like you know desperate for power i suppose i mean enid mm. or the country i'm going to take the country yeah. no offense to enid but um it, it it is it's a much harder yeah. thing whereas the tories would just go screw enid do you, I'm, I'm having the chop job i mean that that's a very the clear case for, for staying Poor enid. <laughs> Poor enid. i mean the clear case for staying is that bedrock the legacy labor yeah. vote but how strong do you think that is? Do you not worry? It's not that, strong enough. Yeah, and didn't I mean the the EU campaign exposed something of the reasons why, didn't it? I mean, mm. don't you worry that? I know lots of Labour MPs do worry that what happened to them in Scotland, where five, ten years ago we would have said the same thing, it's just simply crumbled. It's just not true, and that something of that that detachment from the old tribal loyalty could be happening in the Midlands and in the north of England. It, it definitely is happening. It's happening in every area of. Anybody's core vote, I think, is um, is much less core. People don't have the same mm. tribal... In a post-industrial society, the, there is no... People don't consider themselves to be from a class. If I said to my children, which class are you? And they wouldn't have a bloody clue what I was even talking about. Middle let alone class, let me tell you, middle class. They, I mean, I would tell <laughs> the them they're middle MP. class. Yeah, but their dad would say, you're working class. <laughs> and that's what you'll tell people, you're bloody working class. Um, none of this couscous malarkey. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, 
Yeah, but you know, they but they don't have any concept of it at all, and they won't grow up with any concept of it. Whereas I was born in a time of a class mm. struggle. Um, the Labour Party's got this horrible split now, hasn't it? You've got your London metropolitan couscous munchers, and then you've got the old. Old Labour Party, I eat couscous, I'm going to out myself. I'm a big fan of couscous, but it really is a peasant food, actually, in, in uh, its original form. <laughs> I didn't think we'd go there, but... We're, we're... <laughs> but it's an unstable coalition, isn't it, the Labour Party's coalition? You've got the, a whole bunch of, of people, essentially a middle-class party, a mm. cosmopolitan, liberal London party, which is mm. quite big and, and potent. Massive. And then you've got the old Labour heartland vote, which, which doesn't share much with it. I just said there are middle class people elsewhere. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's plenty of them where I live. Um, but yes, the um that's definitely true. There's uh, there's an indulgence, I think, in some of uh, the politics that we see at the moment, and it's an indulgence of I'm all right, Jack, which is hilarious, being as that's what we accuse the Tories of uh, all the time. Uh, my, my husband always says that you shouldn't be allowed to vote on whether there should be a new housing development in your local area if you own a house. Um, so if you don't want the green belt to be built on, you shouldn't get a vote if you own a house because you, you don't get to have that say because you're all right. Um, it's not for you. Um, I mean, he's got some crazy ideas. He's not a member of the <laughs> Labour Party, so uh, I just hasten to add. Um, but it's... Yeah, I think that there is, a, there is a huge, huge disconnect between what seems to be a growingly wealthy Labour Party and the Labour voter. So it sounds like you're describing circumstances in which a new party might flourish or there might be a better chance of it flourishing than there was 30 years ago yeah. it's it's possible i'm not saying you're therefore endorsing it but it does if that's all true that those tribal affiliations are declining which mm. does seem to be reasonable then maybe an ex but there doesn't seem to be any excitement here about the idea of a new party anyone no. who talks about it, it's all despair because the truth is it needs a person like all things, it needs a person to really, really believe in it and front it out, and a person for people to believe in. Oh, that's very kind of you. I'm very now tired. we get to the I'm point on of a holiday. If I, I think is what I now we get to the point of why we've invited you. Um, the um, it needs it needs a natural person to really, really like any movement. It needs somebody that really, really believes in it. A collective group of people who go in. Oh, it's probably a good idea. Isn't very inspiring, is it? I'm not going to join that. Seemed like a good idea at the time. Party. But do you think? <laughs> Well, then maybe I did. Yeah, I, mean, I, I, think we, I think you may have done that, yeah. Um, but that person, let's imagine there were that person, that leader, wouldn't it make sense of that person to become leader of the Labour Party? I mean, there's another theory, which is that the Labour Party is one brilliant, charismatic leader away from being recaptured. Do you, yes. do you buy that? No. You don't? It's deeper than that, is it? Uh, yeah, um, I think it could... It's possible that one charismatic leader could have taken it over this time, or... Whenever or the, the previous time, maybe. Or, uh, or the, the yeah, first time that Jeremy Corbyn won, maybe. The first time, definitely, mm. definitely. Um, now I think it's dug in, isn't it? It's dug in on a sentiment. It's a sentimental point. And at the moment, no, I don't think... I think that if Obama rocked up mm. and was and like... He'll be, and he'll be free soon. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I have approached him. Yeah. Um... If he rocked up, I still even think Jeremy Corbyn would win. 
Dear me. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I mean, maybe not. I don't know. He's pretty good, that Obama. I mean, <laughs> got a cracking wife. You, you've linked us very nicely because I know you were saying before you're going over to Ohio to to, to help out in the American election, and um, that this sort of peculiar politics we're going through is certainly happening there. Do you think Hillary Clinton will become president of the United States? I, I really, really, really hope so. But again, there is a possibility that that won't happen. Um, and it's, it's a seem, seemingly growing possibility day by day. Um, yeah, I really, 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 really hope that Hillary Clinton... Do you think that her reputation for being a poor candidate is... Flack she gets, yeah, exactly. Flack she gets because she's a woman. She definitely, so she's incredibly experienced. She's much more experienced than most presidential candidates in the past, you know, many decades have been. Um, and usually that would be used as, a, an, uh, as something to support her. If she was a man, she would be considered to have been a grand statesman. Um, but her experience is used completely against her as if she's the establishment. Um, there's nothing worse than politics at the moment than the establishment line. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. It is a massive lie told by soothsayers who are from the establishment. Donald Trump being a great example, Nigel Farage being another example. To a certain extent, not a popular crowd to say this in front of, Jeremy Corbyn being another example of the idea that this somehow I've become the establishment in this argument mm. against people who literally are so part of the established old white man's order that it, it makes me want to kill myself. When, I mean, I was, I was with, doing a thing with Jacob Rees-Mark, whose Wikipedia entry it actually says, from an established coal mining family. Uh, <laughs> co sorry, coal mining owning family. <laughs> yeah. He so, owned the coal yeah. mine. Now, now, that would be a story. And, and, <laughs> that would be amazing. And somebody said to me, you're just the establishment, you're just here for the fat cats to me. <laughs> and he's a wealth manager, and I ran a women's refuge. <laughs> so, I mean, there's an awful lot of that, and Hillary is suffering an awful lot of that at the moment. It is incredibly sexist. And she, like, as we were saying before, her husband... Uh, doesn't get anywhere near the same amount of flack and never did get the same mm. amount of flack. Yet he is from the exact same establishment. And we all bloody, I remember, we all bloody loved that Clinton. We thought he was like, you know, sort of finger-snapping cool. He's one of us. Whereas Hillary is considered to be completely not one of us. And that's terrible. 
There's a lot of sexism in the Labour Party at the moment, isn't there? Yep. I mean, you know better than anyone. Yeah. Where, where has this been there all along, and it's just surfaced now, or is it? Is it new? Is it? Is it feels new to me, but I imagine some of it was all. It's always been there. I mean, the Labour has never had a woman leader, so mm. it's it's not a new thing. It's not a new thing. Um, but the the level of vitriol that comes of it. I mean, uh, the amount of times a day I'm told to just shut up and not have an opinion. Um, compared to my male colleagues who might have the exact same opinions as me is right. uh, i found yesterday a woman shouted at me about something and i mean she was a woman so maybe she's not being particularly she is i'm not gonna say this is sexism but she shouted at me and i asked her not to be so aggressive towards me and she said you started it and I was literally walking past texting my son, hope you have a nice day. <laughs> when she started shouting at me, so I, I really, on this occasion, did not start it. Uh, and, um, but just my existence bothered her. Mm. Just me existing was how I started it. Just being here. And I think that that is one of the problems that the Labour Party has with um, sexism, is that the, there are... <coughs> people in our movement who are just annoyed that we're here. That I've always understood the Labour Party as, I mean, I've known it for a long time, and I've always thought of the Labour Party as a sexist institution in the sense it's very male-dominated. Mm -hmm. And the trade union movement, for obvious historical reasons, has been very male-dominated for, for most of its history. So in that sense, an institutional sort of sexism, I completely understand. What is shocking, though, is the degree of viciousness that suddenly has appeared. Yeah. And it's astonishing. I mean, I, I was a sort of Blairite columnist on a Murdoch newspaper. You, you get accustomed to a certain amount of mm. sort of vitriol I'm, I'm one people. of those, apparently, as well. Are you? Yeah. Into the bargain? Yeah, I'm, oh, a, really? I'm a neoliberal Blairite columnist for, the, for Murdoch, except I'm none of those things. Oh, well, you, so could, you, you could be. You could be. Um, but... I'm all right, thanks. But, <laughs> but I, the, the sort of stuff I, I get, I, it, it pales into comparison with the some of the things that, that I know you've had, because it's not just telling you to shut up, is it? It's much worse than that. No, it is much worse. It is much worse. I mean, people threatened to kill me. The, the thing the woman was shouting at me about was to stop the purge, and I said, oh, some of those people have threatened to kill me. So I'm all right with them going, if I'm honest. Uh, I'm all for it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I get awful, awful, really, really, really sexist stuff stuff about raping me, stuff about murdering me. That's not necessarily all from the Labour Party, but it's hard to tell when you can't step back from it. And if I look at my phone now, I could find a million messages to read out to you um, that would say that, that sort of stuff. People really, I mean, I've heard people have said to me, it's entirely the sisterhood's fault that um, the Labour Party's in such a mess. If we'd never given in to quotas and things, you know, great men would have risen. I mean, I see no evidence of that. Um, so there is basically, the, and the current leadership of the Labour Party, it's not that they don't, that they want to see women put down or that they don't want to give women the jobs, it's that they don't see it as the cause is more important, the struggle is more important, and women's equality or any equality for that matter is a byproduct of getting the cause won right. and that's just rubbish because 
rich women all over the world are discriminated against too. It isn't just a poor women's problem. Rich women get battered and raped and abused. Um, and I just don't ever think in the room, I don't think they mean to be malicious, but I don't ever think in the room, oh, how is this going to look about the women's and or the, any particular minority group? Yeah. The, the Marxists Jews, have never example. been good on the no. epiphenomenal questions, have they? Yeah. And it's well, always it, relegated. It was always less. class. Class yeah. was the only struggle. Poverty is the only struggle. And and that completely diminishes the the sort of the multi layers of how we we are held back in society. Um, and, and if you don't, the trouble is, it's so frustrating, and I am, could be accused of this, I know, because I am a white woman, um, that if you don't suffer it, you cannot see it. And it's so frustrating. It's like I want to chop off my arm and throw it at people when they say, oh, it's all, you know, we've come this far. If you don't suffer it, you can't see it. And I suffer it all day, every day. I suffer people being sexist to me all day, every day. It will stop my progress. It will have stopped my progress in the past. It, you know, the fact that I have a womb meant that I got paid less than my husband and he doesn't have a GCSE. And I had two degrees and he still got paid more than me because he did a man's job. The, the, the other thing that you get accused of, you, the, the other form of abuse you've had recently, despite not being Jewish, is anti-Semitism. Oh, yeah, I know. It I feel like I might become Jewish. The anti-Semites, <laughs> they seem even-handed, don't they? They, they, they hand out the, their abuse to, to, to almost anybody. Um, but where's that come I'm from? I'm Mossad, in the as well as a Blairite, <laughs> Murdoch. Where, where has this come from in the Labour Party? Again, has that always been there? Just, and social media has given it an expression? Or is this a whole new set of people who have been attracted to far-left loathing of America? I think it's is that all, part of I it? Think, I think partially it has always been there. there. There has always been a feeling of anti-Israel, which is a, obviously a different thing to anti-Semitism, but people who constantly want to lecture me about how it's a different thing aren't clever enough to actually know how it's a different thing uh, themselves. <laughs> Um, I think it has always existed. My, my family are from the very, the very, 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 very left wing. My, my father is very, very, very left wing. And so it's not new to me that, I, you know, the idea that somehow, not Jewish people, but Israel can't be trusted. That's always existed. He would never have, you know, gone online and told an uh, MP that he thought it, she was getting shekels from Mossad. <laughs> fairly confident of that fact yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it has always existed but it has been emboldened it has been emboldened by the fact that Jeremy thinks those things I don't think he hates Jewish people in fact I'm certain that he doesn't but I think that the blurred lines over the Israeli conflict have emboldened people the same way Brexit has emboldened people and that if if you're emboldened by having somebody as a figurehead who thinks those things, so those things, where then you you fall in line. I had a man in my constituency who joined recently who said that I had. I don't even know. I never even spoke to spoken about the Holocaust ever in my life. Um, said that I had been shoving the Holocaust down his throat. The Holocaust, the so-called Holocaust. That's just like how have I been shoving it down your throat? This is very weird, weird behaviour. And anyway, what? Maybe you need it. Sho- you, cl- you clearly yeah. need it shoving right <laughs> down your throat until you can do no more. Um, so uh, he's gone. 
Um, it's amazing that debates got to this point, isn't I it? I know. Yesterday, my friend came up and she said, I've only been here since three o'clock and I've heard the word Jew about 40 times. <laughs> it's astonishing. Yeah, but uh, it is, it's definitely got more vicious. The sexism has definitely got more vicious. But the world has got more vicious, to be fair. The whole world has got more vicious. But the Labour Party's bit of the world has got much more vicious than anywhere else. Yeah. You know, in any other institution that you're part of in your life or any other part of the life you wander around, you don't, I don't suppose you've noticed a massive increase in anti-Semitism in the park, for example, have you? Um, or anywhere else you go. But I the can't Labour say Party, I have noticed it in the park, no, on the bus, on the, bus, on the train, no, people aren't just... No, I'm not sure it is necessarily an enormous recrudescence everywhere else, but in the Labour Party, it seems to have gathered all these people. But except I don't it? hear it in Labour Party... Me Actually, oh, somebody did read, mention Hitler in the last one I was in. Um, it wasn't Ken Livingston. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, but... I don't hear it in, in my local Labour mm. Party meetings, I have to say, and I, I don't hear that in my do, local do, Are Labour they talking Party about the European <laughs> Union in your Labour Party? Are they? Talking about the European Union and us leaving it? Because we're not talking about it here at this conference. A little bit, a little bit, not really, a little bit. What do you think Labour Party's position on, the, on leaving the EU should be now? I think that, personally, we're... <laughs> Brexit means Brexit. Um, I think that we... I don't like it that we're leaving the European Union, but I also am, the I am a, ultimately a pragmatist. Um, what the Labour Party should now be doing is looking for every single possible safeguard in other international treaties, for example, to protect some of the things that... the flaws, the, the, the rights flaws, the workers' rights flaws. Um, but we should be trying to make the best of it. We should be coming up with what we want to see out of the negotiations. It's going to happen, and maybe, just maybe, in all of that, there is some opportunities, and we've got to try and find them, because this is going to happen, and we've got to try and find the opportunities that are best for Britain. There's no way that we can ask for the referendum to be rerun. No. It's the moments lost. People in the country want us to do our jobs. They're sick of... I genuinely don't think there is any appetite for there to be another election really soon or any appetite for there to be another referendum. They just want to be like, oh, man, what am I paying you for? Mm. Crack on. That's, that leads me to, like, for you, cracking on. I mean, you became an MP with the, without realising, I suppose, where the Labour Party was going to be in pretty short order. Uh, it can't have been what you thought it was going to be like in any way. And when you look forward the next 15 years or so, I think that those could be the best political years of a lifetime. But they could just be at meetings like this where, you know, we're like refugees from a, uh, from, yeah. from a sinking organisation. Does that... Do you think there'll be MPs who think, actually, I don't need to do that. I can do something else with my life. Yeah. There definitely will be, um, because it's, you know, I don't get to see my kids for half of the week. And when Joe was murdered, my son said to me, is it worth it, mummy? I don't want you to go back to Westminster. It's not worth it. And I said, the trouble is, Harry, it, it is worth it. It is worth it to try and change things for people. It is worth it so that kids like you will have a future. It's definitely worth it every day that the Labour Party has no chance of winning an election, it becomes less and less worth it. It becomes less and less worth 
and we can change things in opposition and and we will and and, and that small changes are they feel like enormous big victories where you want to run down the corridors of Westminster <coughs> naked screaming and de in delight because you're so happy that being there was worth it but yeah there w I at the moment as of today I will never have a I will I can't say that I will ever be in the position where I am in and the chamber of the House of Commons on the other side so even if I stay I'm, I, I live my life like I'm going to lose my seat in 2020 um, boundaries selections electorate notwithstanding all of those things it's not one particular thing so do you, do you think you have anything to fear from the Labour Party not I can really, see how the electorate they're not really well organised the bonds who don't like me where I am right <laughs> <laughs> but it's only lack of it's only lack of capacity it's not lack of desire <laughs> oh no there's desire <laughs> there's definitely desire um, it's you think just come small and disorganised do you think it'll come to that with, with, with other MPs do you think there will be deselections yes. yes I think that that's the point the pitch point isn't it the first over the wall the first one whose head gets shot off is the that's, that's a real question mark isn't it that's a real like hang on a minute he's a brilliant MP she's a brilliant MP she was elected by the electorate that's going to be really difficult um, but yes, I think that Jeremy could stop that, and I think that he should. I think if he, do you he, think that he will? I'm I've not seen any evidence yet, but I'm hopeful. I'm sort I've of got searching to be hopeful. for a note of optimism that we I know I've got to be hopeful. I think that I think that uh, he might. There you go. That's as best <laughs> I can manage. I think that he should. He absolutely should. If he cares at all about unity, and it isn't just words, and if he actually wants to be straight talking and honest. My dad once said to me, how is the slogan straight talking and honest and you ended up on the outside of the tent? Um, <laughs> he, I, then he should, he should come out and say, like the Conservatives did, no one left behind. We are elected, this is gerrymandering and we won't let the Tories win. Instead, we are playing in their garden, we are, we are allowing the Tories to gerrymander and we are playing in their garden at the moment. And some people are really enjoying that game. Thank you for downloading. To discover more, head to thetimes.co.uk. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.